Welcome to the Durban Christian Centre South Message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus and help build your relationship with our Lord Jesus. With you, we agree that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Here is Dr. Johnny Krobler with the Word from God just for you. Blessed be the wonderful name of the Lord. Well, welcome tonight. Uh, blessed and I love each and every one of you. And we're so grateful for what God is doing. As you know, the church is open. We are going for it. And as I was saying this morning to everybody that was watching by YouTube and Facebook and all that, God bless them. I'm happy at least they're watching. But I encourage them, come on, get out of your bed, get out of your home and get into church. Hallelujah. Now, tonight, I want to speak to you on essentials for a move of God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Acts 4.27. Acts 4.27. Hallelujah. You can rejoice when I say the scripture. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Why, why do we do that? Because we expect it. We believe God. How many of you believe God's going to speak to you tonight? Amen. So, Acts 4.27. And look, what are the essentials for a move of God? The essentials of a move of God. I notice here that they prayed for what they want. When something is big enough in your heart, you'll start praying for it. You'll start believing for it. Amen. Something about all previous revivals. I've, I've got this series called God's Generals. How many of you have got that? Uh, it's a series called God's Generals, and they go into moves of God and different things that happen at these different times. And I want to tell you, we are due another move of God like that, sovereign, glorious. And But something that they all have in common is that a group of people started getting desperate for a move of God. They started praying. They started asking God. Amen. They set their hearts on that. And that's what I'm believing, God, that we as the leaders of the church are going to start setting our heart on a move of God. Come on, it can't just be business as usual. It can't be, okay, you Christians, as long as you're happy, go to church, go knock yourself out. Us Christians are going to make it so uncomfortable for the unsaved, they're going to know all day long they need Jesus. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I want you to look at Acts 4 and verse 27. And we're going to look at how the, the early church prayed when things were against them. Someone said, well, we have to first wait for things to be right. Listen, if we wait for things to be right, it's not going not to happen. How long are we going to wait? Hallelujah. Acts 4, 27. Are you there? For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
and they spoke the word of God with boldness. We thank you, Spirit of God, for speaking. We thank you, Spirit of God, for moving on the hearts of your church tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. A few, few things. I just want to talk to you about four essentials for a move of God. The first essential of a move of God is realize there's a battle at hand. The enemy will do everything he can to stop a move of God. I, I remember those early days when I started batting, I started getting involved, and I started, you know, uh, uh, get, getting involved with a choir. Every Sunday morning, there's something to stop me from being in time. Like the whole week, my kids' shoes are available. Sunday morning, they are nowhere to be found. And then we find them just in time to be just too late at church. And then I start realizing this is, listen, the enemy will always withstand a move of God. Everybody say with me, there's a battle against the move of God. The enemy is not going to stand on, on the side and say, oh, go for it, guys. And once the revival's cooking and the fire is falling, then he's trying to go, he, he wants to stop it before it happens. You know, realize it's the battle is the Lord's. This scripture says, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you have anointed. The church recognized that the enemy, the strategy that's being used against him is actually against Jesus. Against your holy servant Jesus, whom you have anointed, they said. Listen. There's a battle at hand, and the enemy wants to stop the move of God. Everything you see here is designed to stop a move of God. And realize today that it's an attack against the gospel. It's an attack against coming to church. Listen, I've had some of the greatest miracles in my life on the days when I did not feel like going to church. Amen. I mean, I've had some days you wake up in the morning and say, oh, you know, just today, one of those days, I can't make it. I remember the one morning I was on my way to church, I ran out of petrol. And so I'm on the side of the road and somebody stops and gives me a little bit of petrol out of his car and I'm siphoning in my mouth. I, I swallowed petrol. I swallowed petrol. And I'm going to go sing. It, it was... I don't, I've siphoned many times. So that morning I siphoned and somehow the petrol got to my mouth too quickly and I literally swallowed the petrol. I mean, yo, it was terrible. Now, how many of you know that's the time when most people turn around and goes home? But I realized that now I've actually become a flamethrower. <laughs> Amen. I didn't let that stop me. I went, I mean, I, I got there, I went to drink some milk or something, get my vocal cords, and I sang and I burped petrol fumes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, nothing must stop us. Amen. Then the second thing about a move of God is called ownership. If we want a move of God, we must take ownership of that move of God. I always remember Pastor Fred saying, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Are you going to have a move of God in your life? 
Are you going to have a move of God in this generation? If it's going to be, it's up to me. It's not up to somebody else. Listen, a move of God in your life is not because somebody else is praying. I'll preach to this side of the congregation. A move of God in your life is not because somebody else is fasting, somebody else is getting desperate. It's because you are getting desperate. Everybody say ownership. We take ownership of this thing. I want to move of God. Hallelujah. I'm not staying at home and say, oh, I hope that they start the move of God. I get in there. Somebody say amen. amen. Commitment. This is my move of God. Listen, when this move of God happens, it has to have a Johnny stamp on it. When they talk about it, say, oh, you know, this, this had something to do with DCC South. Hallelujah. Someone's going to say, I remember you. You were there. Amen. You were there. It's like my giving. When I give, when I look at this building, I can see holes here. I can see a big hole in the roof here if my money wasn't here for that part of the roof. I've got ownership. I've got skin in the game. Amen. You know, I, I was just listening to Pastor Rodney. They had this big banquet and they invited everybody to come. And all people had to do was RSVP to come. And the RSVP'd. And he put on this huge banquet. I think they had a five-course meal laid out. He was blessing the people. And they had this. And then this last, uh, this last week, I think about three days ago, he stands up and he's disgusted. He said, 250 of you RSVP'd and never pitched. And then he said to him, you know, from now on, I will never do that again. From now on, you will pay because you don't have skin in the game, you will just make a lame excuse. Amen. How many of you sometimes have people make a lame excuse? I mean, you, you say, come for a bri. And how many of you know that if you invite people to your home for a bri, it's not that everybody pitches and you also pitch. No, you're the one making sure your house is clean. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You're the one that makes sure there's charcoal for the fire. You're the one that goes and buys the meat and makes sure everything's ready. By the time you've invited, by the time they arrive by the front door, I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted by the time they arrive. Amen. You have to stop yourself from saying, good evening. <laughs> Amen. And say, I'm excited. This is what it's for. Amen. And by the time the last people leave, you say, Alethea, thank you for coming. You say, thank you for going. <laughs> and, but you know what? You got skin in the game. What happens if you do that and they didn't pitch? You, you do. You go through all the trouble. You know, Jesus told the story of a man who put a banquet together. And this one sent a message. No, I can't come, you know. I bought a new ox. And that one sends a message, you know, I can't come because, you know, my, my goldfish drowned. Amen. Whether people think good of you or think bad of you, that's what I always say. Listen, you, your testimony needs to be so out there, you must never have a neutral effect on the people that you know. Let me ask you, how many relationships do you have that's just congenial? It's, it's, it's uh, plutonic. 
You know, these people that are having plutonic relationships. Oh, no, I just know the girl. It's plutonic. Well, you don't live in Pluto. <laughs> Amen. There's either something going on or something's not going on. One of the two. Amen. Hallelujah. Plutonic. No. How many of your relationships are just neutral? I challenge you tonight. I dare you tonight to make all your relationships, those that are plutonic, those that are just, they know you as a good guy. We all like being good guys, aren't we? I dare you tonight to make your testimony so strong that they're either going to respect you or they're going to hate you. One of the two. But please don't let me have a neutral effect on you when I walk away. They're either going to know Jesus or they're going to hate me because I'm telling them about Jesus. Hello? Don't look at your neighbor. You see, not yet to be like. Amen. So, you know, a, a commitment doesn't care what people say. I'm committed more to the Lord than anybody else. Hallelujah. So, my, my commitment to Jesus must either bless you or stress you. Amen. Let me, Lord, pray like that in the morning. Lord, let me today be a blessing or a stressing. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember the one morning I, I went uh, and we, we went to Mohammed's Builders that morning and we go there and we buy a few things and as we walk out there's this other couple and they say something about being Christian and so I, I started speaking to them and I realized they're not Christians. They're just um, by name. And I started challenging them and speaking into their lives. By the time they left, they were fuming. When they left, there was steam coming out, and they weren't even in a locomotive. <laughs> Amen. And you know what? The person that was with me said, oh, didn't you, didn't you push a little bit too hard? I said, you know what's so nice when you stress people like that? They're looking for a release valve. They're going to talk about me now. Amen. It's not, oh, we met that nice guy. It's a Hallelujah. As long as, you, as long as you believe what you believe. They, they are driving and they're saying, can you believe this guy? The, the cheek. Can you believe him? And they're going to tell others, can you believe this guy? And you know what? I got into them. Amen. And they can't get me out. I made them so angry. I challenged them so hard. Hallelujah. Some of you look at me and say, no, Pastor, that's not me. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> Amen. So about committed people, we say, this is my move of God. I'm going to be here. I'm going to make sure there's a move of God. Amen. So listen, I can preach my heart out, but if my leaders are not here, where, where am I going? Hello? You'll say, okay, well, I'm going to tell my family about this and this. You call a family meeting. You get the family together. You arrive there. It's only you. You have your family meeting. Then you wonder why does your family not understand your vision? Why? Because 
the budgie bit the cat. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Hallelujah. Everybody say, this is my move of God. In other words, I make sure it happens. Amen. I press in there. Everybody say, well, Pastor John, you're preaching well tonight. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, committed people are fearless. Eh? If there's a bit of trouble, they don't, they don't stop. Listen, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, what's, what's, what's the opposite of commitments is indifference. When people are just indifferent, you, you can't move them. It just nothing matters for them. The, that's the, the biggest threat against the move of God is indifference. When people don't realize how important they are, everybody lift your hand and say, I'm important. Amen. God, many of God's own people won't lift a finger to see a move of God. They're hoping there's a move of God when they get there, but they're not part of creating the move of God. Hallelujah. They're not, listen, like you go to some of these places, they've got a wave machine. They make their own waves. They don't have an ocean, but they make their own wave. Listen, those people are desperate to have a surf. They're desperate to have a wave. Even if I have to make my own wave in the middle of the free state, amen, <laughs> I'm going to build a pool I'm going to make a machine. I'm going to make my own wave. Come on. We're going to make our own wave. <laughs> I, I heard this said once, all evil needs to prosper is for good men to do nothing. It's so important that we, that we get going and we put our hands to the plow. It's our hands that makes the church advance. Lift your hand. Look at your hand like this. And say, so it's my hands that makes the church advance. The church doesn't advance by how beautiful the building is. Hello? The church advances by the members of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't advance by how well I can think and dream at home. I advance by actually getting up and making the dream happen. Somebody say, hallelujah. Amen. So... I, I, that's, that's my part of, the, of speaking to my leaders here tonight. It's our hands that makes the church advance. I want us to encourage each and every member of this church to do something. You know, we're a church of almost 2,600 members in the South. And I used to say, well, if we just got 50 volunteers, you know, got 100. You know what? I want 2,600 volunteers. Hello? Everyone doing something. Come on. I want us here to, come to, to uh, speak, to encourage others to not just arrive and expect to be part of the miracle. Somebody said we're going to all be part of this miracle. We're going to all make it happen. Hallelujah. This church is happening because people are working. Amen. When you walked through the door there, was the lights on? Do you know how they came on? By osmosis, they just came on. How did they come on? Somebody switched them on. Hello? 
You walked through and the air cons was going. Well, how come the air cons going? Because somebody switched them on. Hallelujah. He got in here and started singing. Why? Because somebody practiced the music. Hello? You, yeah, you're looking at the screen. Why? Why? Because somebody put it up. Thank you for your enthusiasm. You look here and there's people sitting, sitting here. Why? Why are people sitting here? Because somebody got dressed. Set the time aside. Said, I'm going to go to church. I'm, I'm going to go and hear from God. And you look around you. It's, it's us that makes the move of God. You know, turn to your neighbor and say, thank God for you. Amen. The church advances by the works of the saints. Amen. This one person once said to him, Pastor, I'm with you in spirit. I said, please don't do that. I might sit on you in church. Amen. The Holy Spirit depends on us to make the church work. How does the church work? When we work. How does the Holy Ghost move? When we move. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, encourage all those that you know. Every leader should be in church on a Sunday night. Because we, as the leadership of this church, are believing for a move of God. Amen. So encourage them. Don't, no, actually, don't encourage them. Don't encourage them uh, to come. Challenge them to come. Amen. Compel them to come. I remember the one morning, uh, uh, no, it was the evening uh, evening, Pastor Fred had called a service, and I wasn't feeling well, and I was lying in bed, and I was thinking, man, because I quickly went and had a bit of a rest because I just got home from work. I said, I'll have half an hour sleep, and then I'll go. And then, how many of you know, sometimes you go sleep, it's the worst thing you can do because now you've entered sleep mode. And, uh, you know, my alarm went off, and I woke up, and I wasn't feeling too good, and, you know, I lay there in bed, and I thought, oh, Lord, ah, ah. I really don't feel like going tonight. Can't they do it without me? Amen. Can't they do it without me? And then I remembered, I'm preaching. Amen. I was due to bring the message that night. It was actually a congregational. It was a Thursday night. I, I was supposed to bring it. How many of you know I couldn't stay home? Hello? If I did, would the meeting have happened? No. And whose fault would it be? It's going to be. It's up to me. So what am I talking about here tonight? I'm talking about us getting engaged and taking ownership of this move of God. Hallelujah. We're pressing. It's not easy to press right now. It's not easy to have church right now. Amen. I mean, COVID's around, and the cops are against us, and the president's speech changes every second week. In fact, he says something on Sunday night, we all know, don't listen, because tomorrow, some, some other minister is going to countermand what he said. So you don't even know. I mean, things are going on. But whatever's going on, if we don't keep pressing, saints, we're going to have nothing. Amen. And we're going to just become, we're going to be sidelined. And we, in the name of Jesus, we are not going to be sidelined. 
In the name of Jesus, we're going to have an effect. In the name of Jesus, the powers of darkness are going to be shaken. The powers of the enemy will not take over. The church will advance and we will destroy the yoke that the enemy is trying to put against this nation. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. And, and actually, don't, don't, even, don't even challenge them. Compel them. In fact, that's not a strong enough word. Demand. I demand. You, you know what happened to me when I realized I have to because I'm, I'm, I'm bringing the message tonight. I placed a demand on you. Hallelujah. Demand. Press one another. Let's work together. The Bible says encourage one another. Exhort. You know what the word exhort means? I used to think the word exhort just means encourage. It does. But the word exhort means is to actually, uh, to exhort means to, to actually challenge to the point of making a person ashamed. Hallelujah. I learned this when I was building my home cell. I would find people say, will you come to home cell on Thursday night? Yeah, we'll see you there, Johnny. We will be there. And I said, okay. Um, then Thursday come, they're not there. So what happened? Oh, I forgot. Next Thursday, you know, see you there tonight. Yes, you there tonight. Until I realized that this person is not coming. So the next time I phoned him, I said, okay, great, man, see you tonight. I said, yeah, I'll see you tonight. I said, I'll come to your home, I'll fetch you. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry, I've got my car. No, 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 don't worry, I'll come fetch you. No, but don't worry. No, 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 don't worry, I'll come fetch you. No, but I'm fine. He said, no, but you know why he kept saying he's fine? Because he was saying, but he wasn't going to do. I, you know what? I rocked up at his house. I rocked up at his house. And guess what? He wasn't ready. And I said, I come to fetch you for tonight. Oh, I forgot. So now he had to, he had to save face. You know. Oh, I forgot. Um, it's going to take 10 minutes to get ready. I said, I'm waiting. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Amen. I said, I'm waiting. So guess what? You had to go get dressed. <laughs> and he had to come. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, in the end, that was the only thing that got him there. And once he got there, he realized, hey, I love this thing. You know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody say compel. Demand. <laughs> and you know, you know why I'm talking like this? Because each and every one of us, you've got a gift. You've got a talent. You carry an anointing. You carry an authority in the spirit. Hallelujah. How many of you know that if an army rocks up, you know, across the border and said, we're invading, and there's only 50 people, you'll say, thank you very much. We're going for coffee. Amen. Oh, but there's the, the army of 10,000, but only 50 rocked up. But if all 10,000 rocked up, you'll take them a bit more seriously, won't you? Why? Because each one, when your body is physically there, carries an authority. 
Why do you think people talk behind your back easier than in front of you? Because it's difficult to say something to a person's face. Hello? Because your presence carries an authority. Amen? Your presence says, I'm available. Your presence says, I'm committed. Your presence says, this is my responsibility. I'm taking this, this step. Hallelujah. And so, a commitment is, is very important for a move of God. Hallelujah. And so, as we get together, I encourage you. That's why Sunday nights are so important. Because we've set in our heart, we're going we're gonna to take the direction of this church. And we're going to push. Hallelujah. And many say, well, we can't really meet. But you know what? Zoom is free. Hallelujah. And, you know, like some people, but data costs a lot. It's not a problem. Just all meet at a cafe that's got Wi-Fi. Amen. Those who don't know, there's free Wi-Fi here at the church. I see some people, they arrive here, they're sitting outside. How are you doing? Oh, no, they're fine. What, what are they doing? They're on free Wi-Fi. Amen. Hallelujah. Mug and beans got free Wi-Fi. Have a Zoom meeting. Free Wi-Fi. The next moment, you know, you're having a move of God in mug and bean. Where there's a will, there's a way. Glory to God. So I'm encouraging each and every one of you, take steps. So what can I do? How can I make this thing happen? Amen. So realize tonight that you've all got a gift. We've all got an ability. You all carry a spiritual authority. Hallelujah. Your presence, there's an authority about your presence. Amen. There's an anointing on you. Carry the Spirit. Sister Nelly used to say this. She used to say, you brought the move of God with you to church. Hello? And some of those moves of God, I mean, you're there, and the presence and the glory of God is there, and it's absolutely awesome. But then she kept saying, thank you for bringing the presence. Thank you for bringing the move of God with you. And I kept saying, Sister Nell, this is such a move of God. How can you say that to people? Then one day I realized if they didn't come, there'll be no move of God. Hello? You don't have the greatest worship. You don't have the greatest word. No move of God. Because I carry an anointing. Come on, lift your hand and say, the anointing on my life, the presence of God with me, brings the move of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I tell you, it's the anointing through us. The Holy Ghost not going to do it on his own. Like I met this one person. He said, you know, uh, I believe in the sovereignty of God. I said, oh, that's wonderful. He says, I don't have to do anything. God just does it. I said, you know, it's actually amazing. God just does it. You do nothing. You know, sleep at home. And the Holy Ghost, make sure you get a salary check at the end of the month. Amen. I said, no wonder you look so funny. <laughs> Amen. No wonder you look so weird. <laughs> Hallelujah. This move of God requires me. Amen. And then a final thing is preparedness, readiness. You see, they prayed with a readiness. They prayed expecting a move. You know, he said, Lord, you're going to use me today. 
And then you walk around and you look for opportunities. You look for somebody to, be to touch. And uh, one of the great things that I like using for, for uh, touching somebody is when, when I go to a restaurant, I make sure I, I, I tip that waiter that they get tears in their eyes. Amen. And when you just tip them that, that extra, it doesn't take much. Hello? I mean, for a hundred rand, you go to McDonald's once. Amen. You, you, you give a waitress a tip of a hundred bucks. Whoa, thank you so much. Because everybody else is schnook. The poor waiters, you know, they, they don't know what a, what a ten rand note looks like because all the ten rand notes they get, the animals have been skinned by the time the note gets to them. They hold so tight that that buffalo's got no skin. Amen. In fact, they, leopards, they think, are an endangered species, already died out many years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you, if you tip them and the leopard's there, whoo! Glory! Thank you! Say, thank Jesus. Jesus loves you. God wants to provide for you. You know what I'm doing? I'm sowing into your life. I'm believing God for a breakthrough in your life. And most of them, you know what I find? Most waiters don't want to make waitressing a career. They're there because they're desperate. It's not easy to be a waiter. Amen. So find opportunities. I was telling my staff, you know, I love going, and especially when there's a slow lift. When I go and visit, I've got my Bible with me. You give me your Bible there, Pat. I've got my Bible with me. And I wait. Everybody say timing is crucial. I wait for the door to close. As the lift door closed, I said, well, it's great that we all gathered here today. I'm reading out of uh, Matthew chapter 4. And verse 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And I tell you, when you take boldness, you start taking action, they all suddenly get quiet. Amen. And, the, and they listen. I mean, practice 20-second sermons. Hallelujah. Now, I'll just bring the word of God. And they either, they, they, they're so take, taken aback. Many of them, as they get out of the lift, I see them. They press the seventh floor. But by the time we, read the third, we reach the third floor, they're already pushing number four. <laughs> Others of them, they press number two, but the word is so good, they stay for up and return trip. Amen. <laughs> Some of them, when you, when you do that, they, they get out of the lift. This, it's funny, you can see the Catholics as they get out. Thank you, Father. Thank you. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm their father. <laughs> Amen. Use every opportunity. Amen. Be bold. Somebody say be bold. Be strong. Be ready. Be prepared. Always to give a testimony. To tell people. And you know what? That's another way of doing it. As, as the lift door closes, you know what happened to me today. And I'm telling them a story that happened like 20 years ago. You know what happened to me. I was busy welding in this petrol fire. You know how hot it was. Oh, look at me. So I'm busy telling them what happened to me. You know what I mean? 
Hallelujah. <laughs> and by the time the lift stopped, I got the word in. Amen. You walk into the wrong ward. You walk to the bed, and it's not the person supposed to be there. I don't say, sorry, I say, well, can I pray for you then? Hello? While we're here, you're not going anywhere, are you? <laughs> Hallelujah. Or you're there to pray for one person as you're praying for them. As you finish, you turn, you turn around and say, and how about you? Amen. And how about you? They're all waiting. Some people say, can I have an opportunity to preach the gospel? There's the hospital. They're waiting for you. Amen. Get on the bus. Get on. Next stop, you get off. In between, hoy. <laughs> because I'm ready for a move of God. Hallelujah. I remember Smith Wigglesworth uh, once they said to him, what happens if God doesn't move? He says, if God doesn't move, I'll move God. And he wasn't saying that in arrogance. He had the revelation that your actions causes a move of God. Hallelujah. Everybody lift your hands and say, Lord, we are here for a move of God. And we thank you for your anointing. Thank you for your presence. Father, each and every one that came here tonight, we are hungry. We committed. We're here tonight, Father, because we want to see a move of God. We're here tonight, Father, because we know that you're a miracle-working God. You, we're here because we know that you equip us with your word, that you anoint us. Lord, your word says when they prayed like that, the place where they were gathered was shaken. And they went out preaching the gospel boldly. And we thank you for the anointing on each and every one of us. Thank you for boldness. Thank you for courage. Thank you for strength. Father, I thank you that you reveal preaching points. That you reveal opportunities. That this week, Father, we will see a move of God. We'll come together next Sunday night with a testimony of how you reached, how you touched, how you used, how you moved. And I bless every saint. We thank you for your presence on us tonight. Thank you for your anointing that is on us tonight. Thank you, Father, for the power of your Spirit on each and every one. I want to say to you tonight, the Spirit of God has already set a path before you. He's already made a way for you. And the Bible says He anoints your footsteps. Come on, just lift your hands and say, Lord, direct my footsteps this week. The Bible says there shall be a highway there. It shall be called the way of holiness. And now, Father, as each and every one of us yield ourselves, we thank you for your anointing on our footsteps. That now, as we open ourselves to you, I thank you for divine guidance, divine direction, that you open supernatural doors, unexpected situations, Father, with glorious opportunities. I bless your people, and I declare tonight that you have beautiful feet. We trust that you were blessed by this podcast and that you are inspired to be more like Jesus. If you seek Him, you shall surely find Him. If you have been touched by this message and feel led to sow into our ministry, please go to our website www.durbanchristiancenter.co.za or find our banking details in the description below. 
We encourage you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube so you can have up-to-date information on all our church activities. Please feel free to drop us your contact details. We'd love to connect with you.